0: You are listening to Graceway's weekly message podcast. We hope that this message encourages you to know and enjoy God, find friends, discover your purpose, and make a difference in your community. Enjoy the message. In 1 Chronicles chapter four verse nine, it it actually is a supplement to the book of Second Samuel. All right, it's a supplement to the book of Second Samuel, and it's a reminder of our need to trace our family history and to know our roots as well. I don't know about you, but that stuff intrigues me. Like, I love to know where I'm from. I know I came where I came from. My mom and my dad. My my mom is a redheaded white lady, and my dad's a big black man. Like, like I know that, but I was always curious in knowing a little bit. more more about my family. So my lovely wife, she got me one of the ancestry kits. Y'all know some of us have did those before. Um, and, and doing that, I learned that, that I have a whole grip of Nigerian in me. Wow. Yeah. Any, any, any Nigerians in the house? Come on, praise God. So look, I've learned that I have a whole lot of Nigerian in me, and, and I love being able to trace my roots and my history um, as well. And here in this book, in 1 Chronicles, we learn how the first nine chapters is literally doing that. The writer is giving us a family tree of Israel's history. And in the middle of this family tree, we learn how he starts highlighting, or the author starts highlighting uh, those that are from the tribe of Judah. And uh, it's traced all the way back to um, Adam. But just in about the middle, we're given these descendants of the tribe of Judah. And uh, this is where we're given giving the, giving the only two verses in the whole Bible about this man named Jabaz. Everyone say Jabaz. We're given this, uh, this, these two verses about this man named Jabez. And, and this is where we are going to spend most of our time today. So 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. If you're there, say hallelujah, holla back. If you're not there, say, hold up. Hold on, hold on. You had all that time to get there. So, I mean, you had all that time to get there. It's going to be up on the screen as well. But First Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, and it reads as follows. It says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Jabez called upon the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, And that you would keep me from harm so that it may not bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you for your goodness and for your mercy, Lord. And I thank you for the opportunity that we have to come together one with another, God, under this place, God, and online, God, to um, hear from you, to worship together, and to experience life as well, Lord. We pray that you would just speak in such a real and powerful way today through me, God, that a seed would be planted, it would be watered, God, and you would ultimately give the increase as well, Lord. I pray that you would just use me, God, as a vessel, Lord, and that you would just pour out through me, God, what you have downloaded into my spirit for your people and for myself as well on today, Lord. So we thank you. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praises in the name of Jesus. We pray. And all God's people said? Amen, amen and amen. Uh, I know that I'm not the only one in this room that has ever made the statement, I want more, or give me more, or more is never Enough. I, I know that um, I'm not the only person that has ever declared that with not just my words, but with my life as as well. And, and there's things that I have found myself wanting more of uh, throughout my life. And then there's obviously things that I don't didn't want more of. When I was younger and even to this day, um, I'm like, I don't want any more vegetables, right? I mean, when, when my parents would feed us and we have those meals together, we would be have the food on the plate, they would always give me some veggies. They would give me these peas. Anyone like peas got? bless you. But uh, but my wife, she told me a story one day, God bless her, that uh, when she wouldn't want to eat her peas, uh, she would, sh- like, there's a little crack in the table, you know. She would kind of pull that table apart a little bit and shove them in there and push it together. But, um, like, th- so I I, I agree, like, amen. I didn't want any more peas. I didn't want any more veggies. Like, I like vegetables now for the most part, amen. And um, and But it's not something that I'm usually crying out for more of. But there's other things that I do want more If I want more success. I want more uh, time. Amen. I want more energy, more sleep. Amen. I want more, more money. Amen. I want more love, more attention, and more food. Amen. Because, I mean, you don't get looking like this by not eating no more food. So, I mean, but, but I know I'm not the only one in this room that has cried out for more of something, but I would find it very hard to believe if that was the case. I'd find it really hard to believe that I was the only one in here that has ever wanted more of something. Um, And, I mean, we tend to seek more in different ways. Like, for instance, if we want more time, we tend to put our priorities aside. We we mismanage our priorities and we put them on the back burner. Or, for instance, when we think we need more time throughout our day, which no one can add a single hour to your life or to your day, we tend to put God on the back burner. Right. Or we tend not to spend the time that we should be spending with him. And we say that, you know, I could use that five minutes somewhere else or I could use that 10 minutes or one minute, even whatever it looks like for you in a different place. So we forsake that time with God in order to have more time or we forsake the time that we should be spending with our loved ones or friends and family as well. If we want more energy, uh, we tend to eat more carbs. Amen. Uh, We tend to drink more coffee from from Starbucks and uh, Caribou and uh, Post Coffee, Messengers, you know, all that. We we tend to drink more caffeine. We go to energy drinks, Monsters, you know, Red Bull, five-hour energy, whatever is your energy drink of choosing. Like, to get more energy, these are things that we tend to do. When we want more money, uh, we get extra jobs, right? We get side hustles in. And, and I'm not knocking anyone's side hustle, those that are selling things to get more money or whatnot. And something else that we tend to do is we stop tithing even. Oh uh stepping on some toes, you know. We stop tithing. We think that, you know what? Here's the thing about it. I told first service this too and I'm gonna tell you as well. God can do more with our ninety percent than we can do with our hundred percent. Like but but yet but yet we think that hey I need that extra honey. No, don't get me wrong, it can stretch a long way, you know. Um, and it can buy those pampas and whatnot. I'm a testimony to even wanting to withhold the tithe, believe it or not, you know. But my wife smacked me upside my head and said, No, we're giving God what is his and God bless it in return. But so we try to withhold the things that we should be giving to God, thinking that it's gonna make the more money spread um, as well. When we when we're seeking more love, we seek in all of the wrong places in all of the wrong ways, um, whether it's through relationships, whether it's through online, whether it's through trying different things, or when we're seeking more attention, we, we fall into peer pressure and make decisions that we know we shouldn't be making in the first place. But I feel like we've missed something here. I feel like we've we've missed something here. All of these things are fruitless if we uh, seek them in the wrong way. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, it's not bad to have money, to have success, to have, have energy, to have all these things. It's not wrong to seek those things. It's how we seek them that gets us in trouble um, in the place, in the first place. And here's another kicker. We even want more of God, right? Amen? We even want more of God, but we don't realize that God wants more of God us that God wants more of us you know there's a song um that a dude named Cody Carnes wrote he it's called nothing else and he just says I just want you nothing else nothing else will do I just want you you know so uh, no (laughs) but listen (laughs) when 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 I hear that song like it does something to my heart because here's the thing I sing that out, and I hear the Spirit singing, I just want you, nothing else. I'm like, oh, snap, Lord. You just want me, too. I'm crying out, God, I want you, and you're saying, I just want you. It's a two-way street. There's another saying, it takes two to tango. I ain't tangoing up here for nobody, but, but it takes two to tango now. And, and we scream and we yell out, God, I want more of you. God, all I need is you. God, I, 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 I want to be close to you. And God is saying, I want the same of you. You see, we're kicking off this this summer at Graceway series, and when Pastor Tim hit me up about starting the series, I'm like, "What?" <laughs> you know, I'm like, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, which be let's continue to pray for a pastor uh, as he is out of town. You know, just uh, that God would you know continue to pour back into him all that he pours out into us, Amen, and that God would cover him and his family um, as well. But when he reached out to me uh, in regards to speaking on this, kicking off the message, I thought we were going to be still in this series. What, uh, what, is, what in the world is God doing? And I thought we were me in that, but he's like, no, you're starting the new series. I'm like, okay. I prayed about it. Right. And I feel like the Lord downloaded this into my into my spirit. And I want to speak this word that that the Lord laid upon my heart um, in regards to desiring more or wanting more. And and I know we're in a church that likes titles and likes uh, messages and uh, alliteration. I don't have a whole lot of alliteration today, but um, if you need a title for today's message, I would say that it is embracing the longing or desire for more. Embracing the longing or desire for more and unlocking your full potential. You see, uh, too many of us, we've gotten so comfortable uh, with where we're at in our relationship with God, and we don't realize that there is more. There's more than just coming to church on Sundays. There's more than just going to a small group. There's more than just, just serving. There's more to it than just going through the motions even. Uh, We want an increase in all of these other areas of our life, like our salary and relationships and everything like that. So why wouldn't we want to increase in our relationship with God? Why do we not seek to have that increase in our relationship and our proximity to be near to God? I don't know about anyone else in this room, but for me and my house, I know that we want more of God. And if you want more of God, here's what you got to do. You have to approach God with more of yourself and with more boldness. You got to approach God with more of yourself and with more bonus as well. So we're going to go back into uh, First Chronicles chapter 4 and we're going we're gonna to break it down a little bit. Um, I'm going to give you some other scripture as well because I love the Word of God. Amen? Um, and I believe the Word of God will speak for itself as well. It is, it is uh, edifying for teaching and for, for correcting, for proofing and, and, and building us up as well. And, and I think the Word of God speaks for itself, but I'm going to give you some scripture today. So if you're writing notes, take notes because I believe that note takers are history makers. Uh, and uh, write, the, write the scripture down so you can go back to it for your edification um, as well. But we're going to look at uh 1 Chronicles chapter 4 verse 9, and we're gonna talk about we're gonna look at what do we know about Jabaz. What do we know about Jabaz? Well, let's read and see. Uh, it says this: Jabaz was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called him Jabaz, saying, Because I bore him in pain. Okay, so uh, very little actually is known about this dude named Jabez. Very little is known about him. And um, actually, uh, right after these two verses, after verse 10, like it's like the roll call continues. So it stops right in these two verses to highlight this person named Jabez and then goes on to continue the family tree, the family roll call as well. But here's what we do know about Jabez. We know that he was important enough for for the writer to stop and highlight Jabez. And I believe that if it's important enough to stop and highlight Jabez, And it's important enough for us to stop and talk about him um, as well. Uh, We know that Jabez was a a descendant of the tribe of Judah. And for those of you that did not know this, guess who else was a descendant of the tribe of Judah? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus was also a descendant of the tribe of Judah. Uh, we know that his mother named him Jabez because um, she bore him in pain, which was also a name that meant to be sorrow maker or sorrowful um, as well. And it was probably surrounding his birth. Now we don't know exactly why um, he he brought pain to her um, in the in his in her in her childbirth or whatnot. We don't know about the complications. We don't know if he was breached. We don't know any of that. We just know that his name was meaning to be born in pain as well. And even as he was growing up, he brought pain to other people for some reason. Um, but then we also know that he was more honorable than his brothers. He was more honorable than his brothers. And he gained this more honor through prayer and not through his personal achievement or his, his own efforts. Um, something else we do know about Jabaz is that Jabaz he, he wanted to be more and do more for God. He wanted to be more and do more for God, and not in a sense that he would be noticed, but in a sense that he would be used by God for God's glory. He would be used by God for God's glory. And and the thing about this that I love about Jabez is that this man is not remembered for the things that he did even. He's not even remembered for the things that he did or for the difference that he made. He's known for the things that he prayed. He's known for the things that he's prayed. And I'm wondering if there's anyone in this place that wants to be known for what they pray, not for the things that you do, right? I mean, some of, some of us in this place are living right now because we are our seeds and we're ramifications from somebody else praying for us. Like, to be honest, to, to, to think about it, like we are where we're at today in this spot, in this place, because someone else that came before you was praying for you. There's that old song that says somebody's praying you through. Somebody's praying you through and you don't even know it. I want to be remembered for what I pray, not for what I do. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I want to make, I want to make noise for the kingdom of God, but, but I want to be remembered for what I pray, just like Jabez was remembered for what, what he had prayed. He had no future in store for him. He had no future that was in store for him because of his name being Sorrowmaker. And some of us may even feel this way. Some of us may even feel like that we were born out of sorrows, that we were born out of of something that people may say was a mistake or whatnot. But we've gotten to a place, some of us have gotten to a place of being comfortable and being content with where we're at. And let me tell you that, that being comfortable, being content with where you're at is a very dangerous place to be. It is a very dangerous place to be, be because when, when you are comfortable, then that means that there is no growth. And when you, there is no growth, then that means there's no growth in your sphere of influence either. So it's like I'm in my own little bubble, and there's no one outside of my bubble that I am influencing because I am not growing. And, and the Lord wants us to be growing. And here's the thing that Jabez realized that there has to be more, and we in our own lives, we got to realize there has to be more as well. More than just being full of sorrow or being full of pain or being full of people saying that we're not supposed to be here. We got to be more, be, know that there's more than just being comfortable and content with where we're at. And, and this is the thing about it. Jabez, he took action and so must we. He took action and, and we must as well. And, and I want, I, once again, I want more of God like never before. I want more of God like never before. like And, and there, I'm going to give a lot of song references and whatnot because I believe that God speaks to us through the songs and whatnot. And, and I, there's, this, there's this song that is called Hunger by, by a couple. And they said, could you still be hungry after all of these years? Could you still be thirsty and desperate after all of these years? Like, like no matter when you gave your heart to Jesus, could you still long for more of God? Could you still long for more of God? Maybe some of, some of y'all have been walking with Jesus since you've been able to walk, period, right? Some of y'all have been walking with Jesus since yesterday. Some have, are not walking with Jesus. But could you still be hungry for more? Could you still desire more of, of God? And, and there's a song by this group called Shekinah Glory Ministries that, the, that the, the singer said, like, if you want a like never before release, then you got to give a like never before praise. God wants more of you. If you want more of God, then you got to give him more of who you are as well. Here's a kicker like, like, we want to get fit without the fitness, <laughs> All right? We want the reward without putting in the work. We want to be blessed without seeking the blesser. We want the gifts. Hmm? We want the gifts of the Lord without seeking the giver of the gifts. Like how I grew up, and it was probably just me in my own mindset thinking that that I got to seek the gift itself rather than seeking the giver of the gift. But I will miss it every time if I continue to seek after the gift or after the blessing or after the the reward or after the fitness and not seeking the one who gives the gifts or the blessing. We can miss it, y'all. We can miss it when we're not seeking the one that is the blesser in the first place. So uh, once again, if you want... More of God, you have to approach God with more of yourself and more boldness as well. So we're going to look at, uh, at verse 10 in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, and we're going to break it down kind of into three different sections, okay? Uh, we're going to break it down into three different sections. So the first portion of it is, is verse 10a, uh, I would say. Jabez, he called upon the God of Israel. He called upon the God of Israel, and Jabez could have started like so many of us start with in and of our own strength. But yet he realized that he needed more of God, not more of himself. <laughs> he, need, he realized that he needed more of the Lord and not more of himself. He started with God first, right? Matthew 6, 33 says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. It doesn't say, seek ye first my kingdom and my righteousness. It says his kingdom and his righteousness and then everything else will be added upon you. So so knowing that, we have to realize that we can't start with ourselves. And when we start with God, God is honored that we would give him our attention and he rises to the occasion. When we give him our attention, he rises to the occasion. And here's the thing that Jabez did. He didn't just pick up his phone and call out to God, Like, I know, I know we, we got the old song, Jesus is on the main line, tell him what you want. You know, you just call him up and you tell him what you want, right? I don't, I, I don't think he just picked up the phone and called, right? Like, this sense of calling out to God has a sense of crying out to God in desperation, crying out to God in desperation, and and it's pouring himself out to want more of God. And and we have to get to the point of desperation for more of God where we are emptying ourselves. And here Jabez is, he's crying out to God, he's pouring out what he has inside of him because he knows that he can't do it in and of himself, and he knows that if he pours himself out, then guess what? God's going to pour right back into him. He know that, he knew that because he knew that if he was so full of himself that God can't pour into someone that's so full of himself. And that's for some of us even today. Like, like we gotta allow our pride to be set aside and realize that if we are so full of ourselves, then how can God pour into us? How can God pour into us when we have not emptied ourselves out into who he is so he can pour back into us? I challenge my leaders a lot in this, like especially around camp, around trips and stuff like that. I'm like, hey, at the end of the day, you should be so tired that you just lay your head down and God has to pour back into you everything that you poured out. And I believe it's the same here. And Jabez wants us to see that he cries out to God. He pours himself out. He empties himself out so that God can fill him back up again. This is a literal form of decreasing ourselves. John 3.30 says that I must decrease and he must increase. And this is what happens when we pour out ourselves and when we decrease in the sense of pouring out. God is able to refill us to the point of even overflow. To the point of even overflow. And the great thing I love about overflowing blessings and overflowing anointing and the overflow that God pours into me is that other people that are around get to benefit from it. Other people around get to benefit from God pouring out of the overflow into your life as well. And Jabez, he gave God more of himself by pouring out his very being and he did it with boldness. He did it with boldness, and we too, we have to give ourselves to God with more boldness. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 10, it says this, Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness. Yet so many of us, like I get it, when we're going through stuff, we, we approach the throne of grace timidly. Like we, we approach it, God, I need you. God, would you show up? We need to start praying the promises that God has given us, y'all, like and hold him to those things. They're called promise principles for a reason. We got to go to Him in bold. And it's not disrespect. Don't, don't hear me wrong. We're not disrespecting the Lord, but we need to hold him to his promises and say, God, you said that you would never leave me nor forsake me. God, you said that you have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. God, you said that you would provide my needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus. Hold him to the promises. And it's not, this isn't a prosperity thing or anything. It's, hey, God promised it, and if he promises, you could take it to the bank. You could take it to the bank. You could take it to the bank, knowing that no word that the Lord speaks that leaves from his mouth is ever going to return him void. Here's the thing, though. Sometimes it doesn't happen in our timetable, though. (laughs) And we get impatient. (laughs) Or maybe just me, right? I mean, we get impatient, and we start trying to do it in and of ourselves. But Jabez, he cried out to the God of Israel, and he put himself aside so that God could pour back into him as well, boldly. So he cried out to the God of Israel for four things. He cried out to the God of Israel for four things. Let's read uh, the first part, portion of it uh, in verse 10b. He says, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm so that it may not bring me pain. So first thing he prayed for was more blessing. He prayed for more blessing, and not just in a selfish way or a selfish manner. Like, he wasn't saying, God, it's my money and I need it now. He wasn't wasn't calling J.G. Wentworth. No, that's not the case. He was literally asking for more of what he could not get and do for himself. That's what he was crying out to God for. God, I can't get more blessing in and of myself, so I need more blessing, God. Bless me indeed. That's how another version puts it. Bless me in the deed. Knowing that God is the source of all blessing, Jabez goes straight to the source. You know, sometimes we don't go to the source of the blessing to get the blessing. Sometimes we try to do it in and ourselves to get the blessing. And Jabez wants us to see that he went to the source of blessing to get that which he was asking of the Lord. He left it up to God to decide what that blessing even looked like. He didn't say, God, I want you to bless me in this way oh, that's cool, but I don't want that. I mean, some of us are praying for promotion, and then you get the promotion, and you're sat by someone that you don't want to be by. You're like, God, I don't want to sit by them. We don't get to decide the blessing that God gives us. We don't get to decide that that's not up to us. We seek the giver of the blessing, and he gives as he sees fit. Now, here's the thing about it. Let me tell you this. God does care about specifics, though. So pray specifics, Amen. Pray details. Pray those things that you are wanting from the Lord, of the Lord as well. Pray specifics. I'm a, I'm a testimony of that. Praying specifics for, for vehicles, for houses, for, for spouse, for all these things. Like, I pray specifics. God cares about the detail. Yes, so pray those things. But we can't get caught up in a, in, a, in a fit when the blessing doesn't come how we see fit because it's, Always on time when God sees fit. You see, if we don't ask for uh, the blessings, if we don't ask God for the blessings, he can't give them to us. If we don't ask him for the blessings, how do we expect to receive that which he would have for us? Matthew 7, 7, it says, Ask and you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive. James chapter 4, verse 2 to 3, it goes on to say, you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your own passions. Or another version says that you have not because you ask not or you ask with the wrong motives. You got to check your motives, check your heart, and the fact of, hey, what am I crying out to God for more blessing for? Why am I crying for more blessing? Is it for me or is it for other people to be a beneficiary of what God has given me? There's an old song by uh, Norman Hutchins. Uh, some of y'all know this. It's God's got a blessing, right? Like, like literally, he's got a blessing with our name on it, right? Like, he, he literally has got a blessing with our name on it. But if we don't ask for that blessing, how could he give it to us? Now, I don't know like this, uh, how true this is, but I heard an old preacher say it one day. Um, growing up, uh, he was just like talking about the blessing of the Lord and how we have not because we ask not. He's just like, you know, I believe that there's going to be a file cabinet in the heaven with your name on it. I'm like, okay, what you mean? He's like, there's going to be a file cabinet in heaven with your name on it. And, and there's going to be a drawer that opens up. And in that drawer, you're going to see some files. And you're going to be like, what is this file cabinet for? And what is this? And they're going to say, that is every blessing that you did not ask of the Lord. I'm like, okay. So, Lord, there's a blessing with my name on it. I want it. Amen. Amen. Not for selfish gain, yeah. but I want it. Uh-huh. Second thing that Jabez Bass cried out for was more territory or more border that's what it says He wanted more of a border, like he literally wanted this territory, and he cried out for an expansion of the territory. He was not comfortable with where he was. He wanted to experience more victory because with more territory, guess what, there's more victory, amen? And with more territory, there's more increase as well. Jabez wanted more influence, more responsibility, and more opportunity to make mark not for his kingdom, but for the kingdom of God for the kingdom of God. He asked God boldly to enlarge his sphere of influence so that he can make a greater impact for him and not for himself, not for his own gain, not for his own desires. But you might be saying today, well, Pastor Brandon, what is my territory then? Like what is my territory that I have right now? Let me tell you that your territory is whatever God has entrusted into your care. Whatever the Lord has entrusted into your care right now, that is what your territory is. Maybe it's a vehicle. Maybe it's a family, maybe it's a career, maybe it is ministry, maybe it is, maybe it is a, 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 a significant other. Whatever it is that God has entrusted into your care, that is what your territory is. Maybe it's your backyard, maybe it's your school. I don't know exactly what it is for you, but the prayer is this, that, God, that you would expand my opportunities in such a way to, that I might touch more lives for your glory and let me do more for you. And when you pray that bold prayer, this, this first half of this prayer, when you pray that, things start to get exciting. Things start to get exciting. Let me tell you a little story. On June uh, 28, 2016, uh, 8.45 a.m., obviously in the morning, 8.45 in the morning, uh, I was in a, a prayer time with the staff I was with at that time. And, and um, I felt this upon my heart. I was spending some time with the Lord, and I prayed this bold prayer. Like, I cried out to God. Like, literally, I cried out to God. I'm not going to yell for the sake of your, your ears, but I said, God, that you would enlarge my territory. Would you bless me indeed? Keep your hand upon me that no evil may harm me. In Jesus' name, Amen. And I went throughout my day. At 4.30, I get a knock on my, my office door. And I'm like, okay, who's coming to my office? You know, I said, come in. And it was a, it was a coach from the high school uh, that was in the town that I was currently serving in. And he said, hey, Pastor Brandon, hey, uh, have you ever thought about coaching football? And I said, nope. <laughs> I said, nope, I have not. He goes well. He continued to talk, even though I said no. He uh, he continued to talk. He said, <laughs> he said, well, the school district, the superintendent, AD approved me to hire an assistant coach. I was like, well, that's great. And he goes, and they don't have to be an employee of the school district, but you substitute, which is better, which helps, but. They don't have to be an employee, and it's paid. I swear, I started taking off running. I was like, "Whoa, is that for me? You know, but uh, but in that moment, he said, what do you think about it? And I said, this is no joke. As God is my witness, I said, well, let me pray about it. And right when I said that, the Spirit of God was like, this is exactly what you prayed for. Yeah. said, this is exactly what you prayed for. So then me being the Christian that I am, I said... Well, let me go talk to my wife as well (laughs) and talk to my pastor. Amen. (laughs) She said, okay. So, of course, my wife was like, yes, this is ministry. And pastor's like, absolutely. He's like, think about the territory that is being enlarged, the border that is being broadened. Think about the lives that are going to be impacted for the kingdom of God. Not for your own kingdom, because they know that Pastor B was, Coach Smith was a pastor in town. They knew where I was at. I would give them Proverbs every day, y'all, and they wouldn't even know it. They're like, who said that? Sometimes i like, Tupac. <laughs> they, they wouldn't even know it. They wouldn't even know it. They'd be like, oh, that's dope. But knowing... That's like, this is exactly what I prayed for. But once again, if you want more of God, you have to approach God with more of yourself and with boldness. And things will continue to get exciting. After God blesses us and enlarges our territory, our desire for more, it shouldn't stop there. Once we receive the blessing of the Lord and once we receive more territory, it should not stop there. And nor did it stop for Jabez either. And it didn't stop. And he realized that with more territory that he would take for God, the more he would actually need from God as well. Third thing he cried out for was more power (laughs) and more presence. He said, keep your hand upon me, which is a biblical term and phrase for I need God's power and his presence. Now, this hand of God was not in the sense of the judgment of God coming down upon us. It was in the sense of God, I need your presence to go with me and I need your power to be with me as well, because without those two things, I cannot do it. It is a must to be dependent on the hand of God and not our own efforts. Because dependence is another word for power. Dependence is another word for power. And it doesn't just stop with more blessing and more territory. We must continue to seek God and be in dependence upon him. There's an author by the name of Bruce Wilkerson that says it this way. The second that you're not feeling dependent on God is the second you've backed away from truly living by faith. Because without the power and the presence of God in our lives, it would be extremely hard to operate in the new territory that God wants to give us. It's it's really hard to do that. I believe that I'm strong in and of myself for so many different things, but there's some things I cannot do by myself. And my strength, guess what, will run out. But the power and the presence of God never runs out. So after Jabez prayed for this, this power and presence, he, he lastly, he prayed for one more thing. He said, I need more covering. I need more covering to keep your hand upon me, to keep me from evil. I need protection, Lord. He recognized that he needed God to protect him from evil. And as God increases our territory, we are going to experience more attacks on ourselves and our families. There's that saying, it comes with the territory, (laughs) right? And then there was an old saying that they used to say growing up that kind of needs to tweak a little bit. New levels, new, right? But with that, listen, it's the same devil, but new tactics. It's the same devil. He just tries to wrap things a little bit different. He's the same deceiving person that he's been since the beginning of time. But he knows that when you go to a new level, I got to come at you a little bit harder. I got to hit you where it counts, right? Right? Let me hit your family. Let me hit your loved ones. Let me attack them. Let me, let me hit them real quick and see how you respond. And that's the thing. We get to control how we respond to it. So that's why Jabez, he prayed that God would keep his hand upon him so that evil would be away from him. Because Satan literally game plans against those who are becoming the greatest threat to him and to his kingdom. So we must be prepared for this. we got to be pre- prepared for this. And we can't prepare the day of the battle for the battle. I said this when we, uh, when we were doing the Super Bowl preaching that, that the, the winning, the victory is won in the preparation. It's not won the day that the battle comes to your doorstep. We got to prepare in advance for what the enemy is coming for us for or with, we have to act on it as well. Like there's, a, um, there's like a covering that takes place that the Lord has for us, like an umbrella, right? Uh, when it rains, you like under the umbrella, Ella, Ella, <laughs> hey. <laughs> like if you step from underneath the covering of the umbrella, guess what happens? You get rained on. But the moment you step underneath that covering, you are protected. Right? And ladies, if that man does not hold that umbrella for you, he ain't the one. Amen. (laughs) Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2, it says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. If you want more of God, you got to approach him with more of yourself and more bonus. Lastly, 1st Chronicles chapter 4, 10c says this, "And God granted what he asked." <laughs> God granted what he asked. But remember, it's not just about wanting more of God, it's about knowing that God wants more of us. God wants to bless us. Amen. God wants to give us more territory. He wants to give us more of his power and his presence. He wants to give us more covering and protection as well. But he wants more of you and us. There's an old song by Fred Hammond. He used to say, just to be close to you is my desire. Just to be close to you, and in that same light, that's the Lord's desire for us. James four eight that says, "Draw near to God, and He will draw near to us." Or another verse says, "Draw nigh to God, He'll draw nigh to us." For some of us in this room, though, you have never accepted this truth you have never accepted the good news of who Jesus is so for you you are far away you are far off from God you don't have a relationship with him and I don't ever like speaking a word from the Lord without giving people an opportunity to hear the gospel the good news of who Jesus is the good news is that you can be saved from the bad news Here's the bad news. You and I, we deserve nothing but the consequences of our sin, which is the eternal separation from God. But because of the good news being that God has sent his son, Jesus Christ, for us, we can be saved from the bad news. And for some in here, you, this is your first time hearing this, and hearing that you need salvation, that you need to make a decision for the Lord. And I want to give you an opportunity to do that, to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. And for some in here, you might be like, I already have a relationship with God, but, but yet I've, I've strayed away and, and I need to be close to him again. Know that he wants to be close to you as well. But here's how we're going to end today. We're going to end today with a little self-evaluation why you just evaluate your own heart so if you would just bow your head and close your eyes and just evaluate your own heart and evaluate have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior or have you not have you accepted him and maybe strayed away from him or maybe you have a relationship with him and you're just like you know what Pastor Brand, I just need to get close to him again I've strayed away I need to get close With no one looking around, maybe today you would say that. I wanted to say a prayer with you. But as a family, would you just all just repeat this prayer with me? Say, dear Jesus. Come on, as a family, we say, dear Jesus. Jesus. I know that I'm a sinner. And I deserve the consequences of my sin. But I trust in you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died for my sins. And that God raised you to life so that I may have life more abundantly. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, Father, I thank you for those that might have prayed that prayer and actually meant it for the first time, Lord. God, and I pray that you would just do a work in and through their heart, God. Your Holy Spirit is already tugging at their hearts, God. And I pray that you would give them boldness and give them courage, God, to share with somebody, God, this decision that they have made, the spiritual decision that they have made to step back underneath your covering, God. Lord, I pray that you would just give them the courage, God, to have conversations that are needed to be had um, as well, knowing that all of heaven rejoices over one that comes to repentance. God, I pray that you would just be with us, God. Be with my friends that are saying they have a relationship with you, God, but they're desiring more of you, God. I pray that they will draw near to you, and in return, you draw near to them, Father God. God, we do pray for more blessing, God. We pray for more territory, for more protection, God, and more covering as well, Lord. And and we just ask that you would do these things, not for our glory, but for our good and your glory as well, Lord. So we thank you for this time that we've been able to spend together, Lord. We give you all the glory, God. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praises in the name. of Jesus we pray all God's people said